0: The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Lift your hands. Father, send your word to us. As we gradually come to an end of Reason 2018, this Easter aftermath journey, our personal and corporate work with you, to know things that will help us walk in the fullness of what you have obtained for us in Calvary. We thank you for the things you've taught us already about faith control, about wisdom control, and about praise control, as it relates to walking in financial prosperity, taking control of riches and wealth. And what you shared with us last week about word control, in taking hold of the healing and health and wholeness you've made available to us. As we bring this series to a close today, speak to our hearts again. Let that person that, has yet, that is yet to start this walk we spoke about with you, let the person be inspired today. Let the person be encouraged today. And let every one of us come into that place of satisfaction in experiencing and enjoying what you have made available for us. We don't have to go anywhere else to get these things. You paid for them already on Calvary Street. And here we are, taking them and enjoying them. So speak your word to us afresh today, one and all we pray, in Jesus' name. You can shout a louder, "Amen." amen. Please look to your neighbor, your left and the right, and declare, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed from the crown of my head to the tips and the sole of my feet. Help me preach that to another neighbor. Come on, tell him or her. In your own words. (laughs) By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. So we started talking about healing, health, and wholeness last Sunday. And we are actually continuing in the flow of what we started talking about on Easter Sunday. When Jesus died on Calvary, hallelujah, the Bible told us he took away our sin, the root of all our problems, and now we don't have to live as slaves of sin anymore. And in taking away our sin, he also took away poverty and lack from our lives, and sickness and disease. And now, every one of us that is a child of God, that believes in the sacrifice of Jesus, that confesses his name, can walk in everything he has obtained for us till we are satisfied. Everybody's satisfaction level can be different. But one guarantee is that God can satisfy your desire. Whether it has to do with finances or material possession, we dealt extensively with that last month, or healing and health, which is what we are talking about this month. And I want to remind us, I'm using these teachings to prepare everyone, particularly those that may be believing God for a manifestation of healing in your physical body, or wholeness in your life. We're going to be having Supernatural Night of Wonders, the last Wednesday of this month, 30th of May. I want you to come to that service expecting a massive touch from God. And after that service, your faith will be so strong, you'll be able to retain whatever God brings into your life. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? However, you don't have to wait till then. You can even begin to enjoy these things we are talking about from now. And the main thing I start sharing with us from the beginning of this series is everything Jesus has obtained for us you and I must learn to take control of it. We used the metaphor of driving a car. So a car manufacturer, take Toyota, can manufacture a car for you and do so many intricate things that you and I can never understand because we are not mechanics or we are not car enthusiasts. And they make the car available to you. And by just controlling certain things, certain things. You don't have to know anything or everything about a car. If you can control the steering, if you can control the gear, if you can control the pedals, you can ride that car, enjoy that car to your satisfaction in the light of what the manufacturer has done. That is the analogy God has given us here. The same way Jesus did so many amazing things for us on Calvary. And today, you and I can walk in the benefits of those things. Hallelujah. By taking control as we ought. Take control. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 6. Let me start from there this morning. Hebrews, the 6th chapter. Glory be to God. I want to encourage you, don't be a lazy Christian. Don't be a slothful Christian. Don't push your responsibility on your pastor or your spouse or your friend or the intercessors in the church. Thank God for your pastor. Thank God for the intercessors in the church and your friends. But do your own part. Hallelujah. Verse 11 We desire that each one of you, glory be to God, please look into a neighbor's eyes and tell him or her, that is including you. Each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end that you do not become sluggish. That's the new King James. King James says slothful. But imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Powerful text. One of the major things we shared is that we are now joint heirs with Christ. We are heirs of all these things. However, there are certain commands and controls we have to do. We can't afford to be sluggish, we can't afford to be ignorant. So that we can walk in the inheritance that is now ours. Praise God. And last Sunday I told you about having word control. Somebody say, I have word control. In other words, I have a command and an operation of the word of God to such an appreciable degree in my life. And by that word operating in my life, it allows me to take control of the healing and health that Jesus has obtained for me. So I can enjoy it till I'm satisfied. I can walk in the inheritance of healing and health. Let me go on from there this morning. There are a few things I did not touch on. Glory be to God. Let me hear somebody shout out loud again, by the stripes of Jesus I am healed. See, this is how you take one control. You speak the word. You confess it. You read it. You believe it. You do it. You live by it. You walk in it. Hallelujah. We we shared so many amazing thoughts last week. And I want to just quickly touch on that. We are today living in the healthiest generation of human beings that ever walked on the earth medical innovation, light and illumination in the field of medicine has now made this generation of human beings to overcome all manner of sicknesses and diseases that used to kill people 200, 300, 100 years ago. A tablet, a vaccine can now cure certain diseases or heal certain diseases or minimize the adverse effects of certain diseases that would have killed people. That is amazing. That is amazing. 400, 300 years ago, sorry, 400 to 500 years ago, life expectancy in Europe, which was the developed world then, one in four children died at birth. Sorry, one in four made it. Children that were born. There were records of communities that, plagues, we just wipe off. Things that with ordinary medicine now, we can deliver. After service last Sunday, I was reading an article online that through the technology we now have in blood transfusion and knowing certain things about blood genotype and all that, when people fall sick and there are certain deficiencies in their blood, because we now know how to transfuse blood from one person to another, we can transfuse blood. In fact, they said there are people that they call them magic arm or something like that. They can donate blood. They have certain genes in their blood. Or I'm not a medical person, but they have certain things in their blood that can help other people. And they said in that article, some of those people in America alone, over two and a half million babies had been saved. Can you imagine that? And what was behind it? Innovation. And then the Bible tells us the word of God is light. So what illumination has done in the field of medicine, this word of God will do in your spirit and in your life. And the same way the illumination that medicine has brought that is saving and healing people, or at least minimizing the effect of Satan, it will do the same thing for you if you will take the word. The light we need to overcome Satan. And bear in mind, all sickness and disease is of the devil. The earlier you settle that one together, when you sneeze, when you cough, the devil is behind it. Now, I'm not asking you to take that to an extreme. I'm not saying every time you cough, there's a certain... I'm just saying that we live in a fallen world. And that is what is behind all the sickness and disease. And the devil is the architect of this fallen world. So by the light that comes from the world, we can overcome him. Praise God. That's why you need the word of God in your life. You not having the word of God in your life as a Christian is like somebody not having access to tablets and medicine. You are exposed to the devil. Just like in the natural, somebody is exposed to sicknesses and diseases without any cure. Not only that, we actually read the word of God is medicine. Scriptures actually tell us that. And then, this is where I couldn't go into last week. I had to stop because of time. The word of God is food. Food. So they asked all these, some of the centenarians. Now, in our generation, it's not abnormal for people to live over a hundred. Particularly in developed parts of the world. Mainly Asian countries. Over a hundred. And many times when they interview them, many of them say it's their diet. They eat fresh food. They don't eat oily food. I talked about, I, I went for a medical checkup. doctor told me two things. Every other Everything is fine. But number one, you are overweight. I've been watching my height since then. Amen. Using body mass index. Then you have too much cholesterol in your system. So watch your cholesterol and things like that. I mean, we have access to that kind of knowledge now. They didn't have it 100, 200, 300 years ago and with that alone you can stop certain sicknesses and diseases which satan is behind but these people they eat well they eat fresh food, they don't eat oily food like we eat in parts of um, the world and because of what they eat they live long they live healthy and then your scripture tells you the word of God is food, Matthew 4.4 man shall not live by bread alone but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God Luke 4.4 Shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. For says every word that proceeds, which is what God is telling you today, Pastor T. Look for says every word of God, the one that is written in the book, and he likens it to bread. So the believer that doesn't have word control, that is not reading the word, meditating on the word confessing the word, acting on the word, believing the word, there is no food in his spirit. Or there is no strength in his spirit. That is why he falls sick. He is not healthy. Nutrition is zero. You may not have known that before today, but now that you know it, do something about it. After that doctor told me, first of all, I was glad that they told me I was overweight. I've never had a professional tell me that in my life. All my life, I've always wanted to put on weight. It was a faith project, even after I got married. So it actually sounded like good news. I enjoyed it for a few days. Ah, I'm overweight, praise God for my life. The word is working, (laughs) it's becoming flesh. But then I woke up to what the doctor was warning, it's not healthy. For me to leave that place and continue eating the way I was eating, Not what it's crazy. Watch your cholesterol level. In fact, the doctor told me, by the time you come back, she said, watch what you are eating and do exercise. Said, by the time you come back, if it doesn't come down, with word, I mean, diet and exercise, I'm going to put you on a tablet. I don't want a tablet. (laughs) So immediately, I went to buy training shoes, exercise shoes. That's what you do. You know that's what some people don't do. God tells you what and you don't respond. Like I'm telling you, you need to be inside the world. And you may have gone last week, you didn't read the Bible. Why? Why? Ask your neighbor why? Why? Are you trying to cooperate with the devil for you to be sick? That week, I started watching the oily food I was eating. My son had been warning me for years. I didn't listen now. The doctor has confirmed But I call the person. I need trainers. I've been doing more walking since then. Thank God, I'm feeling better. You don't have to wait. They come and tell you hey, you have cancer. After five years ago, they told you there's no word in your system. The word is your food, and what you eat can determine how healthy you live. Can I hear? them Amen. Job 23, 12, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the word of his mouth more than what? My necessary food. Some people do the reverse. The eba and the pounded yam and the ground nuts. What do you like eating? Ask your neighbor, what do you like? What do you like? The salad, the oambe rice is more valuable to you. Than the word of God. Listen to me. Look at me very carefully. That's why your life is the way it is. And I admonish you to take the wisdom of Job this morning. Treasure the word of God more than your ever. Jesus told them, labor not for the meat that perishes. Stop chasing me because of the bread that we give you. Chase me because I have the word of eternal life. Oh, hallelujah. Proverbs 14.30, a sound heart is life to the body, but envy is rottenness to the bones. And how does a sound heart come when you feed? Just like when you eat well in the natural, you will be sound physically. When you eat well in the spirit, somebody say, I have word control. You will be sound in the spirit. And what does it do? It will not bring rottenness to your bones. Make you whole and healthy. Look at another text, Jeremiah 15, verse 16. Your words I have found. That's what you and I are to be doing reading the Bible, listening to messages till we find something in the word that stirs up our hearts. Can I hear a loud amen? amen. Your words I have found, and I did what? I ate them ate is in all caps in my notes, if that will help somebody. I just didn't find it. I ate IT. The word of God is food. Don't go days and weeks and months without eating spiritually. You are opening the door for the enemy to invade your life with sicknesses and diseases. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. The says don't give the devil a foothold in your life. Your words I have found and I ate them. And your word was to me, Jeremiah 15 and 16. The joy and rejoicing of my heart. As I eat the word, it brings joy and rejoicing in my heart. How many of you feel very good when you eat a very nutritious meal of food? Talk to me somebody. That's what he's saying here. You've been hungry and you ate a nice bowl of pounded yam with a 4 With with rishi. rishi. What do you like? Eh? Okay, those of you that are healthy eaters, you ate what? Salad. You ate what? Eh? And when you finish, this is how my wife will say it, motiyobi yo-yo. <laughs> I think she learned that from her mother. She says that a lot, after a good meal, will you be yo-yo. It will bring rejoicing to your heart. <laughs> That's what Jeremiah is saying here. And Proverbs seventeen twenty two says, A merry heart will do good for you like medicine. So when you eat the word to the point where you yo like yo-yo, it will bring medicine into your system. Please tap three people around you and say have word, word, word control. Stop living like a wordless Christian if you have been living that way. Look, quite honestly, in this series, I'm not teaching you how to have God control per se. I'm telling you, go and have word control. Have faith control. Have wisdom control. Stop going around without wisdom. Have praise, control. Be a worshiper and a praiser of God. Know how to, like we did this morning, that the presence of God will come down in your life. And be able to do it any time of your life. Praise God that a garment of praise will come upon you. You can never lose when you know how to do these things and you learn them. That's what we do in church. Showing you how to do it so that at home you can do it by yourself. That's how you can take control and keep what Jesus has brought for you. Word control. I will gi- give you the fifth one this morning as I close. Luke chapter five. One more control. Three of them specifically talking about finances and wealth and riches. Two of them specifically talking about healing and health and wholeness. But you can use all five of them, whether we are talking about finances or healing or health or marriage or anything. Just apply it as it relates to what you are dealing with. Luke chapter 5, verse 17. Now it happened on a certain day as he was teaching. Like I've been teaching for the last several weeks. And every time we come to church every Sunday morning. There were certain Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by. Who had come out of every town in Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. Watch what the Bible said. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Oh, hallelujah. Look at that phrase again. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. Praise God. So, I want to tell you, teach you, and instruct you, have power control in your life. Know how to use the power of God in your life. Why? The power of God can heal. We are talking about healing and health. The power of God can heal. The power was present to heal. Many of us are familiar with this story. Those Pharisees and Sadducees, They were either ignorant of the power or did not exercise their faith in the power of God, even though it was there. And the Bible tells us about four crazy guys that came with their friend that was bedridden. They couldn't enter. The hall was filled. There were no more seats available. And rather than go back home and be discouraged, they said no. Bible said they climbed the roof took off the roof and dropped their sick friend right on the pulpit where Pastor T was preaching. And look at verse 20. The Bible says something powerful there. When Jesus saw their faith. In other words, unlike every other person that was just sitting down and looking at the preacher preaching, they exercised faith in the power to heal them. The first thing Jesus said was that your sins are forgiven you. Everybody said, how can he say if sins are forgiven? And look at how he responded, then, responded to them. Verse 24. But that you may know that the Son of Man. That was that phrase John used in Revelations that we read about at the beginning of the service in Revelations 14. That you may know the Son of Man. Now, it's interesting that Jesus called himself the Son of Man. He was doing that to identify with us. So what I'm displaying here is not just for me. It's for any son of man. I am the number one son of man. I was born of flesh. But I'm not the only son of man. Any son of man can do what I'm doing here. If they will believe. But that you may know the son of man has power on earth. To forgive sins, he said to the man that was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed. And go to your house. And before their very eyes, the man got up healed. Took up his bed. The person that came paralyzed. And he walked and they said, hey, we are marveled. Oh, hallelujah. And look at what he said, the power. I love what Matthew's account said. Look at Matthew 9 and 8. Matthew 9 and 8. Now when the multitude saw it, they marveled. And glorified God, who has given such power to men. Oh, hallelujah. He has done what? He has done what? Oh. Giving such power to men. Please hear me and hear me well. One of the things God has done for us is He has given us His power, just like He has given us His word. Just like he has given us his wisdom. Just like he has given us his faith. Hallelujah. He has given us his power. Say with me, I have been given the power of God. Hey, Somebody here is not understanding what we are saying this morning. Someone that is hearing me shout out loud. I have been given the power of God. Son of man, you have been given the power of God. Now you learn to use it. Learn to live by it. Learn to walk in it. And I'm here to tell you that power will heal your body. That power will make you whole. We make you whole. Hallelujah. Revelations 5.12 again. Revelations 5.12. Glory be to God. Before you go to Revelations 5.12, stop by at Hebrews 1.3. Since we just finished talking about the word control, I love what Hebrews 1.3 says. Summarizing it, verse 3 of Hebrews chapter 1 God upholds the latter part, all things by the word of his power. Amazing. That's why they told us in that story in Matthew in Luke 17 and in Matthew chapter 9. As he was teaching, the power was present to heal. The power of God is inside the world. Every time we teach the word, every time we speak the word, every time we proclaim the word, every time we confess the word, the power of God is there. Only two people got that. The power is there. He upholds all things. Look how they describe the word of God. The word of his power. It means the power of God is in the word of God. And it means to have the power of God, you must walk in the Word of God. They are interwoven. Hallelujah. Revelations 5.12, worthy is the Lamb who was slain. We've read this text over and over again in this series. Again, back to the law first mention. They told us seven things that Jesus received there. Look at the first thing he received. He has received what? Power! And be reminded he received all these things for us. He received power, riches, wisdom, strength, honor, glory, and blessing. He received it where? On the cross. That's what they meant by the lamb that was slain. When he died and he rose again, he obtained certain benefits for us. The first of them was power. Oh, hallelujah. Power. Power. Glory be to God. Yeah. Ephesians 1:15. Apostle Paul was praying for the church. He said, I want your eyes to be enlightened, that you may know. And he listed several things. But look at one of the things it wants us to know, verse 19. Verse 18 says that you may know. And instead, listing them, and in verse 19, that you may know, know their stocks of experience, working knowledge. This is how Oral Roberts used to say it. The same way a mechanic knows how to use a spanner, the believer knows how to, must know how to do these things. When you go to a mechanic workshop, there we have spanner that is two. That's what they call them. Two, four, eight, six. Who are the mechanics in the house? Pastor, shall I help me out? Am I right or am I right? Ten. I don't know when to use ten or eight or two, but the mechanic knows. Have you seen them work before? The orgasm head is inside the engine. His apprentice is behind him. Give me two. Give me six. That's how you and I are to know. What are we to know? What is the exceeding greatness? Verse 19 of Ephesians chapter 1. The exceeding greatness of his power. The believer is supposed to know the power of God in the exceedingly great dimensions of it. He went on to say, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead. Oh, hallelujah. Philippians chapter 3 and 10. Apostle Paul said something, that I may know him. Somebody pray that prayer with me this morning, that I may know him. I can't hear you say that I may know him. The loudest you can. Oh, Lord, that I may know you and the power of your resurrection resurrection. have power control learn how to command the operation of God's power in your life to the point where it can give you control of healing health and wholeness the power of God can do it let me say it this way don't be a powerless Christian I need to preach that to somebody again. Don't be a powerless Christian. Don't be, refuse to be a powerless Christian. Refuse to be a believer that does not have the power of God, the resurrection power of God at work in his life. When it looks like, feels like, the power of God is not at work in your life, you tell yourself, I need the power to walk." And know what to do to command that power to work to a point where it can allow you to have control of the things Jesus has obtained for you. Oh, praise God. I was telling some of our shepherds in church yesterday in our generation, we need to change the model with which we run church, we need to reorientate the congregation about God's plan and concept for church. Church is not a place where everybody comes and sees the great man of God walking in the power of God, walking in the word of God, walking in the wisdom of God and doing ministry. That is unscriptural. Church is the place where the people come and they learn from the pastor how to walk in the power of God how to walk in the wisdom of God, how to walk in the grace of God and do ministry. It's not the pastor that should be doing ministry. You are to be doing ministry. It's not the pastor that should be walking in the power of God. You are to be walking in the power of God. It's not the pastor that should be walking in the wisdom. The pastor's job is to teach you and model it before you, and you are to take it, and in your everyday life, walk in it. That is the true church, and that's the church Jesus is coming for. You will not be missing out of it in Jesus' name. Not a place where everybody is a weakling. Auntie Pastor T. prays for me. Auntie Reverend K. lays hands on me. Auntie Reverend K. says there's somebody here. that No! Nothing wrong with Pastor T. preaching for you. No, I'm mean praying for you. Nothing on remission. There's somebody here, but everything is wrong. When you will not take responsibility and learn for yourself to walk in the power, worthy is the Lamb that has received power for me. So it's your job. It's my job. Like I always say, we did not bring these things from heaven. Pastor T, how can you preach with so much power? I learned it, and I'm still learning it. Reverend K, how can you walk in so much power? He learned it, and he's still learning it. And you too are supposed to learn it. So why do we have Christians that it appears as if the things Jesus obtained for them, they are not enjoying it, they are not walking in faith as they ought. They are not walking in wisdom as they ought. They are not living a praiseful, thankful, joyful life as they ought. And we are not saying this condemn you. We are trying to point you to where the answer is. They are not walking in the world as they ought. And bless God, they are not walking in the power as they ought. Praise God. Lift up your hands this morning. Say with me in the name of Jesus. I take responsibility, I receive grace, correction, illumination, from today to be walking in the power of God more than I've ever done before. I take up the challenge to see to it that the power of God is finding expression in my life in ever increasing measures. In the name of Jesus. Somebody give Jesus a shout of praise for that. Walk in the power. Now, let me first encourage you to a degree you're already walking in the power of God. Look at this text, First Peter. First Peter chapter 3, I mean chapter 1. I would have loved to reach from verse 3 to 5, but my time is practically up. So let me quickly begin to round up. So I will just read the latter part of verse 5. Look at what Peter said. When you get home, read from verse 3. But verse 5, who are kept by the power of God. The latter part of verse 5, saying we are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. We already said we are in the last days, we are in the last time. But watch this, it's the power of God that is keeping us. Listen to me, child of God, if you made it from last week to this week, God's power helped you. If you made it from the beginning of the month up until now, it was because of God's power. If you are still here since the beginning of this year, it's because of God's power. You did not keep yourself. You did not protect yourself. If Satan had his way, he would have killed you by now. But thank God for God's power. Oh, hallelujah. Lift your hands and appreciate God for his power that is keeping you. If you know it's God's power that has been keeping you, bless him. You are not the one keeping yourself as a Christian, no. It's not by your self-effort that you are here in church. Pastor T, it's not by your effort that you are preaching. Oh, It's God's power that is helping you. Give him thanks for it. Oh, hallelujah. We are kept by the power of God. And that is why we should endeavor to develop our work in the power of God. Have more and more command of God's power at work in us so that that power can control and bring the things that Jesus has obtained without the power of God, we can't get it. When we have power control, the things Jesus has obtained for us, we can enjoy them more and more. Can I hear a loud amen? So let me close. How do I have power control, Pastor T? I will just mention a few things. We've taught and taught and taught these things in church. Go and develop yourself in them. Number one, be prayerful. Be prayerful. Learn a wisdom from the saints of old. A prayerless Christian is a what? It's as true as the Bible. You have the power, but it's as you build yourself up in the place of prayer that that power will find expression. That's how you take command, and that's how you come into power control. Pray, Lord. That's why we pray every day in this church. Even those of you that are not praying, we are praying for you. Because when problem comes to the member now, it is the pastor that will come and disturb. Even those of you that are not praying, we are praying for you. We pray morning, we pray afternoon, we pray night. No room for the devil because the more we pray, the more the power. Oh hallelujah. That's why we pray. James five eighteen sorry verse sixteen. Amplified. The honest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. It was true 2,000 years ago when James wrote it. It is still true in 2018. It is as we pray that the power that Jesus has received for us finds expression in our lives. If we are prayerless, we will be powerless. Lift your hands and say, that will not be my story in Jesus' name. Number two, because of time, learn to use the name of Jesus. That name should not be far from your mouth. It should not be strained to your lips. It should be familiar with your tongue. Jesus. Jesus. Sing about that name. What a beautiful name it is. Worship that name. Acts chapter 3. Read the story very well at home from verse 1. Peter and John went to the temple in the hour of prayer. They were men of prayer. They had a time when they went to pray. That's our stand in this church. Everybody should have a prayer time at least once a week where you pray with the brethren. If you can't come... Do it on site. Find a time online. They went to the temple in the hour of prayer. There was a man by the beautiful gate. Peter told him, look at it, verse 6. Silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have I give you. Watch this very closely. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Many of us are familiar with the story. The Bible said the man jumped up on his feet. Peter grabbed him and pulled him up. He jumped up and immediately his ankle bones received strength. He was healed of his disease. What did it? The name. The name. There is power in the name. That power can heal your body. Can I hear loud amen? Amen. Look how Peter explained it in verse 16. Acts 3 verse 16. And his name. Through faith in his name has made this man strong. The name of Jesus, or more importantly, the power in the name that is activated by your faith will make you strong in Jesus' name. When I pray for people, I always punctuate it with in Jesus' name. I know there's power every time I mention that name. If I'm doing it in a chat, I will write I-J-N-3 exclamation marks. Every devil must know we're releasing power here. Some people don't like it. They say it's not grammatically correct. Your business. We are not doing grammar here. We are doing power. Power. Let me just quickly explain something here. Just by the way, some people will argue IGN is not the name of Jesus. No, rubbish. It's the faith in your heart that activates it. You can write Jesus. Do you know Jesus wasn't Jesus' name? Jesus is not a Hebrew name. So if your argument that IGN doesn't refer to Jesus, the same Jesus is not referring to Jesus. His name was Yeshua. The Greek people could not pronounce Yeshua, so they called the name Jesus. Whether you call it Jesus or Yeshua or I-J-N, is the faith. It's the faith. His name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong and has given him this perfect soundness before you all. When you say that name in faith, heaven will respond. A sickness will flee. Oh, Hallelujah. I rebuke again this morning every spirit and every condition of infirmity in the name of Jesus. Speak that name. It's not only the pastor that should be speaking that name. You too speak the name. The name wasn't given to the pastor. It was given to every believer. Don't be an irresponsible Christian. Ah, my pastor will pray for me. Yes, your pastor will pray for you. Like Samuel said, God forbid that I will not pray for you. But that is not a reason for you not to pray for yourself. That's no reason for you not to pray for yourself. We can understand the babies in the house, but not you. If you are the you I'm talking about, shout aloud, hallelujah. hallelujah. Philippians 2 9 and 11, 9 to 11. Therefore, let's read it again, everybody. God has highly exalted that name. That's why we sang that song this morning. He is exalted on high. He is exalted on high. He is exalted. You exalt the name. You call the name. You praise the name. You magnify the name. Every time you do, power is released. And when power is released, sickness can't stay. That's why some of us can testify I have not been sick in 25 years. We understand by God's grace some of these things. God has given him a name. Glory be to God. Come on, let's read it together. Philippians um, 2, verse 9 to 11. One, two, go. Put it on the screen for them. Let me hear you. Uh Uh-huh. Above every other name, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at that from verse 10. At the name. That's what Peter did there. In the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. Of those in heaven, those in earth, those under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. Lastly, number three. Live as a soul winner. You want power in your life. And listen, you need that power in your life. Thank God for the healing that comes by the word. And that is true. But the same Bible, the same Bible that tells us the word heals also tells us the power came by the word. Imagine going to the doctor. Okay, I have this symptom. Please watch this very carefully. This is what some of us do. I don't know where we learned it from. Okay, you are going to take paracetamol. Then you are going to take... This multivite, I am going to take um, this anti-malaria. You now get home, and it's only the anti-malaria you take. You don't take the paracetamol, you don't take the multivite. Or you take just the multivite. That's not the prescription. As he was teaching the word, thank God the word heals. We saw that last week. But the same Bible tells us the power was present. Don't just take the word, take the power as well. I've taught five controls in this, in this um, series. Don't just take faith, take wisdom. Some people don't have a faith problem, they have a wisdom problem. Don't just take wisdom, take power. You may not be able to learn all of them at the same time, so you follow the leading of the spirit, but power. And now I'm talking about power. I'm giving you three different ways. Thank God for the power that comes through prayer. Thank God for the power that comes through the name. But bless God, the Bible teaches us power also comes when we are soul winners. Acts 1 8. But you shall receive power. Oh, glory be to God. Lift up your hands and say with me, I have received power. See, for us today, it's not a more you shall receive. This was before the Holy Ghost came. You and I, the Holy Ghost has come. Hallelujah. You are born again. The Spirit of God dwells inside of you. And you now speak in tongues. So when you read scriptures like this, you don't have to change what was written, but understand what it's saying. You have received power when the Holy Spirit came upon you. And it's very clear what the power is for. And you shall be a witness to me in Lagos. Witness for me, I'm not, I'm I'm trusting my sickle in the realm of the spirit, but I can't come down in the flesh to invite Lagosians to church. I empower you to do it on my behalf. I authorize you and I back you up with my miracle power. Go out for me. Tell them that I've saved them. Tell them that I've loved them. Invite them to church. Serve them when they come to church. Teach them what I've taught you. And as we do that, that power finds expression. Oh, glory be to God. Romans 8:11 To show you that the power comes by the Spirit, and the Spirit came to make us witnesses. If the Spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that's what happened when you got born again. He will raise Christ from the dead also will give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit that dwells in you. Oh, hallelujah. This spirit of God within us and this spirit of God upon us, glory be to God, triggers the power of God in our life. That power was given for us to be witnesses for Jesus. That power can heal our bodies, oh. but we must know why it was given. We should be forever and ever involved in witnessing And I can tell you from experience, the more you do this thing, you bring people to the knowledge of the truth, you invite them to Christ, that power will find more and more expression in your life. Because that's what it was given for. Can I hear loud amen? Oh, hallelujah. Two more texts and I'm done this morning. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 5. This is what we're encouraging everyone under the sound of my voice to do this morning. Encouraging you and mobilizing you to do it. Be watchful in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. Look at your neighbor and say, do the work of an evangelist. So that you can fulfill your ministry. Ah, pastor, I didn't know I had a ministry. You do. Second Corinthians chapter 5. The Bible says you have been given the ministry of Reconciliation. How do I fulfill this ministry of reconciling men to God? Look at verse 17 of 2 7 Corinthians chapter 5. Now we are ambassadors for Christ, we are his hands, we are his feet, we are his voice in Lagos. Where is Jesus? He's in the headquarter in heaven. We are his body on the ground. We are ambassadors for Christ. Glory be to God. As though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf. God pleading through us. We are imploring them on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. A few verses above, above that, they call it the ministry of reconciliation. Tap your neighbor and say, fulfill your ministry. Tap your neighbor and say, don't be missing in action. Oh, tell me, tell somebody else with me For me this morning Some people hear it better When their neighbor preaches to them Look at that neighbor and say Fulfill your ministry Do the work of an evangelist Rise up on your feet Let me look for three people around you Tell them fulfill your ministry Do the work of an evangelist Don't be missing in action Don't be asleep when your father is working. Fulfill your ministry Fulfill your ministry do the work of an evangelist. I, I, I love the things he told him. Look, look at the first things he told him. Be watchful. Be watchful. You know that words? Be awake in the place of prayer. I'm telling you, church, we are in the last days. I'm telling you, Jesus is coming soon. Even if it's not like this, you are in your last days. In case you don't understand that, I don't have time for argument now. Be watchful. Look at the next thing he said. Praise God. Endure afflictions. Sometimes it's not going to be convenient to be evangelize your community. You may have to make sacrifices. Endure it. It's for your benefit. Many of us here have graduated from school before. You worked out to get that certificate. Was it worth it, somebody? Did you endure the midnight hours of studying, the money you had to pay for that academic qualification? You endured it. Because what is coming at the end is valuable to you. This one is valuable for your eternity. So endure whatever you have to endure. Don't let any devil deceive you. And thereby rob you of your reward. Your eternal reward. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Do the work. I love that word, work. I'm going to talk to you about it for several weeks and months in this church. Stop being afraid of the word work work of an evangelist. When you finish reaching 5,000, reach 10,000. That's where we are going in church now. We now know we have capacity to be touching 5,000 people every week. We are working on 10,000. When we reach 10,000, we go for 20,000. It's going to be more work, but we do it. Can I hear loud amen? It's reaping the harvest. And this is the beautiful part. As we go out and do that, the power that is ours, which was given for us to do this work, it finds expression in our lives. And that power heals our bodies. That's how we get power control. Look at this last verse. Praise God. Proverbs 13, verse 17. Somebody, God's power is going to touch your body in any minute from now again. Afresh. Watch this verse. Proverbs 13, 17. A wicked messenger... And that's who we are. We are Jesus' messengers. Thank God we are not wicked. Can I hear loud? amen? Amen. Wicked messenger falls into trouble. Let me bring that into context. The messenger that will not preach what they sent him. Said he will fall into trouble. Or he brings trouble. But watch the other guy, which is who we are. A faithful ambassador. He brings health. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. The message we are carrying... Is for the healing of the nations. According to Revelation 22. We can't be the pipe. That is bringing healing. And we will be sick. Somebody say, it, it can't happen. This message, We preach it with power. That power heals us. Hallelujah. And this is how we are powerful Christians. In the place of prayer. In the place of the word. By the power in the name, and when we do our ministry, glory be to God. I prophesy over you again, you will never be sick another day in in your life. I decree the same grace that I've been enjoying for the last 25 years over you. Like I'm able to tell anybody in the world I've not been sick in 25 years, I decree that will be your testimony too in the name of Jesus. The same power of God that has kept us. Those of us that are walking in divine health. That same power will work for you in the name of Jesus. It will be your testimony from today. Lift your hands and bless God for it this morning. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. Bless him. And make commitments. Make commitments to what I've shared with you today. We have not just released the power. We have not just proclaimed the power. We have taught you how it works. Please take these teachings to heart. We have not just proclaimed the power, we have taught you how it works. How does it work? When we live by the word. The preceding message was brought to you by Word Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Word Auditorium, Ital Avenue, behind NNPC filling station, first bank bus stop, off Kudarat, Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email KMI Africa at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 640